Estella with a word in edgewise. Good morning, RW. Good morning, Allison. On occasion, previous installments of a word in edgewise have looked at the proliferation of unmanned aerial systems, or UASs, in United States airspace. Also known officially as unmanned aerial vehicles, or UAVs, the already checkered past of these scaled-down aircraft has perhaps become most familiar in everyday parlance by reference to drones. This year, as May gave way to June, a number of developments have occurred in the ongoing effort to bring some sort of safety to what otherwise might easily become a hazardous new world of unmanned aerial systems. At the heart of the issue is a disconcerting dynamic. On the one hand, United States airspace is a relatively inflexible thing from the standpoint of its use by licensed and registered aircraft. On the other hand, the burgeoning industry of unmanned aerial systems wants as much freedom as it can get to fly anywhere and everywhere. So we have the FAA and NASA, both underfunded agencies, attempting to rapidly draft operating regulations for an industry that is overflowing with investment capital. In the meantime, encounters between manned and unmanned aircraft are daily on the rise so much so that even Wild West cowboy operators of UAVs or UASs want some assistance in preserving their equipment and keeping themselves out of law courts. Enter AirMap, a free web-based digital map produced by a California company. AirMap is essentially what the FAA is also developing, only not quite the overnight-like pace that the private company producing AirMap has managed. A typical view on air map shows plenty of big red circles, each scaled at a five-mile radius, indicating the no-fly zones of airports where UAVs and UASs need to stay away from. In busy airspace, the area on the map that contains red circles often exceeds the area that doesn't, which is just the kind of eye-opener that the FAA and pilots of manned aircraft want the operators of unmanned aircraft to see. Missy Cummings, a professor of aeronautics at Duke University, says, The problem is that we really cannot add any more capacity to the regular air traffic control system. Radar coverage at low altitude is very spotty, and we don't have the technology or the people to put a tracking device on each drone. Enter others from the private sector, such as Verizon, which in a $500,000 deal with NASA is planning to use cell towers for tracking drones. The partnership, according to a recent article by Nate Swanner of The Guardian, will jointly explore if cell towers and communications could possibly support unmanned aerial systems, traffic, management, known as UTM, for communications and surveillance of UAS at low altitude. Currently, the FAA's current proposal for recreational and commercial UAVs is a maximum weight of 55 pounds, a maximum speed of 100 miles per hour, and a maximum altitude above ground level of 500 feet in daytime only and within eyesight of the operator. As we might imagine, Amazon and Google also have commercial drone programs in the works. Package delivery is but one of the aims. Market-driven is the key phrase here, 
as the rapidly developing, some say billion-dollar industry of unmanned aerial vehicles demonstrates they really are and are not interested in the health and welfare of all American citizens. Stay tuned for further developments in this increasingly hot and hotly contested market. For more on Maine, have a great day. Mm-hmm.